Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Support from True Leaf Market is helping to keep On The Ledge thriving and growing. True Leaf Market are the indoor and outdoor growing experts, chosen by more than half a million customers for their seed and gardening needs. True Leaf Market offers a great range of plant seeds, from houseplants like the polka dot plant and the asparagus fern, to vegetables and flowers to grow in the garden. And when it comes to kits for growing microgreens, wheatgrass and sprouting seeds, True Leaf Market's range of starter kits will provide everything you need to get started. And all their products come with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so I know you won't be disappointed. US listeners, you can get 10% off your first purchase at trueleafmarket.com now using the offer code ONTHELEDGE. So go to trueleafmarket.com and enter the offer code ONTHELEDGE for 10% off. True Leaf Market, bringing the seed you need. Hello and welcome to On The Ledge, which is coming to you live and leafy in a late night recording from deepest Bedfordshire in the UK. Yes, I'm recording this in my bedroom very late at night after my kids are well and truly in bed and fast asleep. So I may end up channeling Jack Killian from Midnight Caller, that show from the late 80s about the radio host with the gravelly voice. Well, you're probably too young to remember that show. Anyway, this week I'm bringing you an interview with garden designer Martha Crample, whose love of houseplants led her to design her own indoor plant haven, featuring some seriously big plants. Safe to say I was completely captivated. I'll also be answering a question, or rather asking you to answer a question about keeping track of watering plants. Thanks to my new Patreon supporters this week, Nikki, who became an on-the-ledge superfan, and Joel, who became a crazy plant person. Find out how to support On The Ledge in the show notes at janeperone.com. And thanks so much to those of you who've sent me the most wonderfully funny, touching and sometimes tear-jerking voice memos and messages about what On The Ledge means to you. I really can't wait to share these with everyone in my 100th episode, but there's still time to contribute. Just record me a voice memo on your phone and email that to ontheledgepodcast at gmail.com. And if you're feeling shy and you don't want to say the words out loud, you can always just tap out some words for me to read out and send me them in an email. Now let's hear my interview with designer Martha Kremple. Martha has been designing gardens since 2014 and a love of houseplants led her to redesign her own home to accommodate lots of statuesque plants, including this very fine succulent euphorbia planted into a bed at ground level so it looks as if it's thrusting up through the floor. I was delighted to be able to visit Martha last month and find out how she dreamed up the space, how she picked the plants and why she loves continuing to play with different arrangements of pots and foliage. Here's Martha to explain the layout of her indoor and outdoor garden. And I should say, it's really worth looking at the pictures in the show notes while you listen to this interview. 
and you'll also hear a few noises from Violet the Labrador, owned by Martha in this episode too. When we were designing the house, we said, right, we wanted... That that building there was always there, and that was going to be my studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we said, let's have a link building. And I said, brilliant. Let's have it so it faces west. Put, make it an indoor garden. I don't mean growing from the ground, but let's put loads of pots in there. Mm-hmm. And then and have it facing west so that so that we can get the evening light, so it'll be, it'll be mm-hmm. hot all afternoon in here. Um, and, then, and then we've put a green roof is on there as mm. well. Oh, okay. And the idea was that you can, even though we were nicking a substantial part of the garden, it didn't really matter because it in itself was a garden, and therefore you didn't, there was no feeling of loss of, of mm. garden. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of how the idea came about. And then I started maybe with this one. I think I bought that one first. And then gradually there are just more and more additions. I think I bought the Strelitzia next, uh, quite as it's quite a small plant. Um, it's happy. Let's put it that way. I it's think they're huge. All quite, they're all quite happy. <laughs> it hasn't flowered yet because it's the white one. It's the um, is it Nikolai? Yes, the Nicolai, white one's Nikolai. Yeah. And it hasn't flowered yet. It may never flower. Oh God, he's reaching the roof. That's the other thing as well. Yes, you've got some you, height getting going on there, haven't well, you? Well, well, it's quite interesting because what they'll. Do, I always think that plants will go. Oh, I'm sensing a barrier. I'll turn and go at that. Mm. But our cactus hasn't really done that. <laughs> yes, you've got these very impressive cacti. In pots. Were you a houseplant aficionado before this moment, or is this no. something that's just no, come about? No, actually, I mean, as a kid, I have to, I have to, do have to tell you, when I was 13, I did start working in a commercial grower's, mm. and that's kind of where it all started. And they lived, say, four doors down. I grew up in Yorkshire, East Yorkshire, and they were four doors down from our house. And all my family worked, we all worked there from the age of 13 mm. on a holiday job. And so the girls worked, I grew, was growing chrysanthemums and dahlias, and... Um, my brother's got to do the gooseberries and got scratched to death. <laughs> she had a sense of fair play, the owner. Anyway, so so that's where that all came from. So, I mean, as a kid, I probably had a couple of spider plants, but nothing fab. Mm. And my mum, my mum did grow indoor plants, actually, sort of funny ones, a bit sort of variegated leaves mm. and things that I wouldn't be interested in. Mm. Not mm. big, chunky leaves. Um, that kind of wouldn't fit in our house with too many of us. Um, but I just, I've always just loved it. I love, you know, look cute. I suppose quite inspired by anywhere where you've got a significant, any country where you've got a significant um, palm house, you know, where they're really, really growing. I always think, God, oh, that's so impressive. Mm, and mm. it really does teach you because it's, it's quite a commitment, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, every day I walk down here and I have to say, last night I did actually wash all the leaves. Because you were coming, Jane. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I have to say, they're all looking... That is one job that is... Uh, some people love it, some people find it a chore. Well, I've re- leaves, I but... actually... I've, I've hardly ever done it. Um, and we had some... I suppose we've had some dusty work done within the last 12 months mm, in the house. Mm. So it was about time they got dusted. <laughs> but, but I have to say, I actually quite enjoyed it last mm. night. It was, quite, it was quite therapeutic. You've and... got to see it as a mindful activity as opposed to a task that you have to totally. achieve. And, but also the plants, they just love it, don't mm, they? Mm. Also, the other thing was, one thing I did do with these plants, I quite often put indoor bulbs. Um, God, she's annoying. I did put indoor <laughs> bulbs. She? she just wants Violet, to chew. She thinks we're having fun. Oh, so she's so she just wanting your attention. No, she wants a chew so she can join in the fun because she sees a chew oh. as celebratory. Let me just give her a chew to shut <laughs> Violet is d- making demands. Well, this is heavenly, I have to say. I'm sitting in here with beautiful, surrounded by beautiful plants and looking out onto a lovely patio garden. 
think um, the way I treat the plants in here is different to how I kind of treat the cactus. Because mm. the cactus is kind of... The pit is... I, I definitely play around with what normally would live outdoors mm -hmm. and what goes indoors in there. And so recently I've got these Tasmanian tiger euphorbias. Oh, yes. I've, ne I've never seen them before. And I came across them in my, my regular supplier recently. And I thought, oh, God, I've got to put them in the pit. So previously <laughs> the pit had succulents which were creeping out across the floor, but I just it was driving me a bit insane because mm. it wasn't neat enough. And um, so th those are... Hopefully we'll keep them going. But, I mean, if they start to struggle, I will take them out and put them in a garden somewhere and put something more appropriate in. But I see that as an area where I can play and mess around with the concept of indoors and outdoors. Mm. And it's lovely. It kind of almost feels... Um... I want to say sort of as gives me a Spanish kind of feel or a Mediterranean mm. kind of mm. feel, that idea that you've got this... Within your home, you've got this... Uh, flush with floor level this planting area yeah yeah that's a really nice idea when you first did that and you first how big was that euphorbia when you first put that in was it so smaller than that no, it's huge it was, it, it's really big it was about i think it was about six foot oh wow so we we put that in only probably maybe just less than two years ago mm. So he's 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 quite happy. he's called Pablo by the way he's called oh he's got a yeah, great name he's got a name Pablo I great think. name um, he uh, he's growing faster than I was expecting him to grow mm. but that is because I I you know if you if you water your cactus yes. more they do grow more obviously <laughs> yeah you know people think oh they don't need much water well it depends you know it depends Indeed. how hot it is in your house mm, this mm. that's west and that's south it's baking in here so he's getting a nice full full well sun, i filtered the facing. sun by putting that tree right there yeah. because i had to i had to cool us down because we were mm. too hot which is the reason i chose to put that tree there that's a beautiful is that um it's a which kind a, of virtual nigra heritage it is i love it so when you were choosing these plants were mm. you just as a garden designer were you just looking at the forms and shapes yeah. and thinking that's going to work or did you did you do research or how did that process work so i did i did my research so i went online chose just that it becomes an obsession obviously mm. Mm. um anybody who likes indoor plants is just obsessively looking at them so i had a whole tropical subtropical section mm. on pinterest that was just for me to look at uh, i might have shared it now as mm. a thing but I, for me at the time it was just <gasps> Ooh, like, you know, literally, <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? That I totally oh, know what you mean. God, and literally going, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that. Showing my husband, what do you think, what do you think? But And then gathering millions of them. And then also what I found was I couldn't get everything I wanted. Yes. You know, that was a big issue for me. So I would be just going all over the place, just buying stuff. But generally... Um, my main one of my main suppliers, she gets they get stuff from everywhere. Mm -hmm. So she was brilliant. I would give her my list, and she'd just gradually get things mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And then I would go to the market, or I'd go to the Palm Center, or I'd go. I think this is from the Palm Center, mm -hmm. the Um And then just randomly, then where I would go, I'd go. Oh, I'd see, see it from I'd see it from thirty paces, the mm -hmm. one that I want, you know, and go. That's for me. Yes. And then, like, elef elephant ears is coming. Now, where am I going to put it? I have no idea. Yep. But it's coming and it's quite big. Yes, so that is I'm going to have to make room. So my husband's now got a collection at his office as well, ones that I okay. don't want so much anymore. One, <laughs> That's Ones great. that can cope with low light levels because mm, he hasn't mm. got much light. That was the other thing about building this, mm. to have that sort of level of light oh, meant that I could grow different things mm -hmm. and get things going as well. Like, so I've got some little teeny... 
wisteria seedlings going there. I'm not, I'm not a fab one for getting things going from seed, but I think now that I'm really comfortable with the regime of taking mm. care of these properly, I think I would do more now. Mm. People mm. do give me seed packets and go, oh, I thought you might like these, and I think... No, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, you know, I encourage listeners to do. We do a, a sow along thing every spring where I encourage listeners mm. to sow seeds. But you know, it we, there's no denying that it's a lot of work. Like it's, it's and you work. end up you do end up with a lot of plants, which is good, and you end up with plants that are from the start adapted to your conditions. Mm. But then you end up with a lot of plants, and you. I've got yeah. all these cacti that I grew last year, and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna have to, um, I'm gonna have to find some homes for these mm. because I've just run out of room. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, that's the thing. You learn as you go, and you, you know do. things things go wrong, things things fail, and you go back to the drawing board. But that's okay. Now, at this point, we went off on a rather long detour about birch trees and quince trees. And lovely though that chat was, it really wasn't houseplant related. So I'm going to bring you back into the interview where we start talking about Pablo. Yes, Pablo, that's the name of Martha's immense and wonderful succulent euphorbia. This is it's about a 70 centimetre pit. Okay. It's been tanked. Right. So that was designed as we did. We knew we were always going to. It was, just, mm. it was actually meant to go all the way along here, the party mm-hmm. pit. But we just felt at the time we were sort of, we had that other table which was mm. wider, so mm. we were mm. struggling a bit. But anyway, so that's Niti- Sil- uh, Sesleria Nitida, Festuca Glauca, Intense Blue, um, and then that's uh, Euphorbia Tasmanian Tiger. That euphorbia is lovely. I'm Isn't not lovely? normally not a fan of variegated euphorbias, no, but no. I am a massive fan of euphorbias. I have yeah. a lot, but no, that well, one I hadn't come across. I think you forgive it that because of that pale. Yeah, the flowers. Colour. Yeah, it's great. So, Do you ever worry that somebody's going to come in, you know, on a, after a drunken night out and sort of lean against this, and it's all going to go oh, crash? Or, Pablo, or is it not all the get, time? He's yeah. he's tough. He's not bothered but he's all right he's still producing babies yes on a regular basis i can see yeah you can see he's happy he got a good wash yesterday it was interesting i had to do it with rubber gloves on because god it hurts even though that that i I mean that's not a very sore one either no bit of of, um sponge left over on him (laughs) (laughs) it's nice having a plant that's taller than you i think that's there's something in that it was, it was, I have to say, it was about there when we first mm, mm. put him in. Um, yeah, but he, he is slightly leaning, which I'm surprised at. I thought he would grow towards the sun. Yes. He's leaning away. Mm. But I think that's because this is heavy. Oh, yes, that is heavy. So, and then this is when I was saying, do you remember I was saying about plants? You think they'll go towards the glass and then mm. turn away. So he's starting to he's going towards the glass he's going to bust through there eventually. yeah yeah well, he's... and what do people say when they come in here and see this are people are some people who aren't into houseplants a bit disapproving of the fact or do they just think it's I think interesting or most of my our friends love it and they think it's fab and fun um, I did have a meeting with some, some clients who I think they were a bit surprised <laughs> because they quite like in, in their garden they wanted an extremely formal layout mm. and then I've 
given them a crazy bit with a, a NASA garden to, be, to just to go mad with colour because they mm, wanted mm. white and green to start and then I've given them this other bit. But I think they were like, oh. And then they said it's very Martha, so I'm not sure what that meant. <laughs> I think it's slightly insulting. Is that, yeah. I think it's like, Thanks, guys. I think it's slightly insulting, <laughs> so I've just ignored them. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, uh, it's, it's a really lovely space. And has it made a difference to you in terms of... How we feel. How, your yeah. general life, having this plant-filled space. I have to say, people, people, people who aren't... So, so my son had, had, some, had a maths tutor, and he, he just said, I just can't get over how green it is in here. You've, you've totally inspired me, you know. Mm, so, mm. And I think, gosh, he's right. I mean, that's how we feel when we come in, you know, in the evening. You know, because it, it's quite low-maintenance, the garden. Because mm. I planted very densely, mm-hmm. um, and and so there's not often much to do apart from a bit of tidying up, and so I don't come in and go, oh, I've got that work to do. It doesn't mm. feel like that. Mm. It just feels great. And then when we come in here, you are just surrounded by greenery. So I, I presume our stress levels go down the minute we walk in the mm. door. I mean, I couldn't say that specifically, but uh, that's what you're hoping for. Yeah, that is that is the aim. It's it, it's, it's it's really nice to sit amongst plants. Mm. There's no doubt about it. And then mm. to look out on it you know and then and then something is happening every season for sure Mm. um so do you hope that you might have one or two clients who see this especially as you've won an award for it who go yes i'll have one of those please that's um, yeah and and then then it's less i mean i have got a friend down the road and she does just want me to do something like this in her front garden Mm. which i will do um but yeah i think that would that would be nicer so so that i get asked to do things which are, make me happier or, or more my style yeah mm. um, I've certainly got so friends who've come here for parties or come for dinner they go can you come and can you come and sort out like my friend's got she's an upholsterer and she's got a studio in the back of the garden she went right please come and sort out my studio garden so we're mm. on site already doing that now mm. um, and she they've just gone with what my planting suggestions were based on having been here so that it does it does pay off having somewhere that people can come to and go oh yeah I love the way that works just do that mm. or that do a version of that whatever mm. it is you know because each garden's got different uh, you know climate in the garden it's different isn't mm. it everywhere mm. is so different and especially where you've got uh, the, the hills around it this, 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 the, the, the way water drains particularly around Cricklewood area is most unusual I think we have underground streams oh, okay because it's you know in our old garden which was in the Maxbury conservation area there was definitely a supply of water coming from somewhere towards mm. that towards the house mm-hmm. um, and the pre- previous occupant like a lady who'd lived there for 30 years previously one day, one day turned up in our in our in our garden and it was really unfortunate because we just removed this spectacular enormous conifer mm. two days before mm. and she walked in and she went Where's my tree? What have you done with my tree? <laughs> she said, "Do you know? Do you know Angelina Ballerina? That story." Mm. She sounded like the <laughs> the mother or the grandmother or the something on that or the or the tutor. Um, oh. And uh, she, and anyway, I said, "I'm really sorry. It had to go. It was it was nearly the width of the garden at the base." Mm. Anyway, she said there was there's definitely a, a water source in here, and that's what I'd found this sort of soggy mm. patch mm. Um, prior to removing the tree has to be said but um, yeah so uh, anyway so I try and do my version but suitable for each client's 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Also sponsoring this week's show is Babbel, the language learning app that helps you to speak a new language with confidence. I wish I'd had Babbel when I was learning languages in high school because I found it really tough. And now that I'm that bit older, I'd love to speak Italian fluently because if you hadn't guessed from my last name, I do have a bit of Italian ancestry. But I've always struggled to get past the first few phrases and that's where Babbel comes in. Because their convenient lessons are just 10 to 15 minutes long, each lesson is lovingly crafted by a language expert, not a machine. And Babbel's teaching method has proven to be effective across multiple studies. You can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, Polish, and of course Italian. And before you know it, you'll be speaking a new language with confidence. So why not try Babbel for free? Go to babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com, or download the app to try for free. Babbel, speak a new language with confidence. And now let's get back to my interview with Martha. And I wanted her to cast her designer's eye over the houseplant industry and its future. And what do you think about this? I mean, it is a trend that we're undergoing this renaissance of indoor plants yeah yes yeah. obviously 70s. coming going back mm. to the 70s uh what do you see as the future for that as a designer with your design eye do you think that's going to make garden designers generally sort of look more to um indoor plants when they're designing I, a project i think uh, no i think some people just won't be bothered with it at all i i i, I went in 2013 i i really honestly thought said to a friend of mine I think the next big thing is indoor gardening because people don't have gardens and they want plants so much. They want they want to be surrounded by greenery. They want they want and also they want to care for them. Mm. People do want mm. to care for them. So I think I think two things some people will will incorporate it into their into their designs and I think some people won't. But I think the the knock-on effect of there being the opportunity to grow more interesting things in the house will have an impact on the garden and I think we'll see more subtropicals going back outside again mm, whereas mm. that was big in the 80s mm. 90s wasn't it big tropical yes. kind of gardens I think pe- I, I will be I've already done a garden where I've got a mm. lot of tropical things in there mm. I've done bananas um, and we've done um, fan palms and you know she she the client she goes on holiday all the time to Asia and she said this is what I want mixed in with British native trees, please. Mm, mm. Uh, great, love it. So, <laughs> and, and it turned out. It actually turned out quite well. At first, I was thinking, oh god, it's quite a, it's quite a deal. But actually, have you ever been to Abbotsby Subtropical Garden? I haven't. I would oh love my god. to. I go there quite a lot because mm. it's close. We go down to Devon, and it's quite. It's on my. I can go that way. I love it there, mm. and I photograph it every time, and every time it's exciting. And so that, yes, that is that. So I kind of did a lot of my choices were based on how th- those kind of things work together. 
Um, so yeah, I think that's that'll be a knock-on effect. Mm, mm. And what about Instagram? I don't know if you're on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Do you does mm-hmm. do, do you when, do you see that as you being an influencer on there, or other people influencing you in terms of what you're looking at? And two-way you... process for sure. Mm. But I don't. I mean, I don't think I'm a big influencer. I mean, I I don't always put my gardens out there. I more often, will put uh, gardens I visited, mm, mm. Um, or or it's always landscape mm, for me mm. put up there. Because I find that the most inspiring thing. Mm. Not just the way little plants work together, but just huge shapes in the landscape and mountains and the, and the colour of the sky, you know, which is always incredible. Have you seen the sky today, by the way? I know. The sky is amazing today. After all this rain, we're having a very... If I was walking along the road, it almost felt sort of um, beach-like or coastal somehow yeah, when I was yeah. walking up there. I thought, gosh, it really feels like the seaside today. Yeah, I think it's the fresh air. I think it's. I think it's because it's still quite fresh, isn't yes. it? It's quite sharp. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's lovely. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. And I mean, if when you're if if you were sort of advising somebody who was had a space that they wanted to fill with plants, mm. as a designer, you are coming at this from a very different angle from most of us. This isn't a massive space, but you've got quite a lot of big plants in there mm. in here. I think people are scared of big plants sometimes mm. because they think they're going to take over. But I sometimes think if you have lots of tiny plants, it makes the space feel more Much smaller. smaller. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, what are your tips for sort of for choosing plants aside from the kind of cultural requirements? But yeah, sure. Oh, I would definitely always go for uh, one that does that. So a big one, a big yep. arching number, and then one that does that. So a dome, dome, dome shape, <laughs> yes. and then and then and then you could have one little one that's done, doing something really interesting coming out at a weird angle. Mm. Um, I would say don't put any spiky ones anywhere near where you're going to be walking. You just don't, or dogs having and crashing into them. You just don't want that. Mm. So I said my spiky ones are off the floor mainly. Yes. But I have got that one there. Um, but that one I might have to move if it gets too much bigger. Mm. We'll see what happens mm. there. Um, I said just it, my my main choices are it's a the, the leaf shape. So how do the leaves work together with the other things you've got in there? And I'm quite strict about colour. Uh, it's mainly green. I did buy a, a purple leaf plant, which is in my daughter's bedroom, and I just thought, I can't have that there. It's got to go. <laughs> so it's gone back up. It's gone out of the way. And so, But I have that ensete there. So I'm allowing that purple and green combo. Mm, but, mm. but that's about it. I wouldn't... And I don't really like flowering ones either that much, unless it's mm. an aloe. Mm. That's fine. Mm. Anything deserty that's flowering, yeah, perfect. Mm. Favourite place, the desert. Yeah, because in, in, uh, variegation is so big now. You know, I mean, variegation yeah. in houseplants, people are seeking that. People are seeking variegated Swiss cheese plants and things. Uh, it's so popular. Mm. I mean, I'm a bit I'm of a... I'm probably not, not that keen on it, actually. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm a bit of a sort of a, um, a magpie when it comes to plants in that I just think something's really cool, so I want it, as opposed to thinking, how is this going to fit with my overall scheme? Yeah. <laughs> um, which is probably my downfall, but I guess... Um, I do move them around quite a bit. Do you so yeah. you rearrange? I was going to say yeah, because I you've got big, big plants, but mm. it's is that because you like just seeing different ensembles of plants, or just because you get bored? Um, I rearrange them sometimes because they have grown, and therefore I need mm. to reconfigure mm. how they work with other things or the space walking through. Because mm-hmm. actually, I definitely knock this one every time we walk through, but mm. I don't think he minds too much. Um, um, I think. I do like change, or if it, usually it's it's born about it com, comes about because I've brought a new one in, mm. and therefore mm. we have to reorganise. Um, or I'm, if I if I see, so for example, that's a, a foxglove tree over there in that pot. Mm-hmm. Now I had that indoors for for a while because mm. it was tender and growing, and then I popped it out the other day, and the foxes are 
peed on it. Oh, so no. it's burning it. Mm. So I'm going to have to do something different. But but basically, how do so foxes get in here though? Oh, right. That's so. okay. We've got this is interesting because I can't imagine it's tall, tall walls here. Yeah. Oh, over the top so of that roof. Really? I think the neighbours possibly got their bins, so maybe they're jumping on the bins, and then because I work in there. Yeah. So and you. I work late. Uh, so I can hear them on the roof, and then I know they're on here. Oh, I, I think see. They're, they're on the coming, green roof. I think they're coming for a drink, and the irrigation ah. goes on. So the irrigation goes on when light, light, the light just mm. drops in the sky, mm. so they're on there. And then I found them in here, and then I, I have, I'm cleaning up poo every day, just here. Oh, so really? I have to, I have to, I'm going to wow. pressure wash it. And then when I knock on the glass, he uses my fireplace as steps to get out. <laughs> so insect to injury. Urban living and urban wildlife is another, is another a consideration. Level. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. And I don't really mind them sleeping on the roof, but I, I suspect they've done something because there's a part of the irrigation that isn't working. So uh -huh. I suspect they're chewing, or they've done something because they think mm. the wires are worms, which is really annoying. <sighs> yes, we have to live yeah. with these different uh, challenges. Yeah. yeah, we do. <laughs> we do indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been fantastic to have a look around your wonderful garden, thank indoor you. and out, thank Martha. And um, thank you very much. I'm You're I'm most welcome. inspired. You're <laughs> Martha won an SGD award, that's the Society of Garden Designers here in the UK, for her garden. And it's much deserved because this really is a wonderful space. Do check out the show notes for details about Martha and her award and what she gets up to in terms of other garden design work. And now it's time for question of the week. And this one, well, I just really, it's for my own benefit. I'm being rather selfish here, but I do occasionally look at the hashtag plant Twitter on Twitter, not surprisingly. And there was one post there by somebody called Sarah that really caught my attention because it addresses a question that I've been wondering about myself recently. Sarah says, tell me plant Twitter, our apartment is getting more and more filled with plants. What's the best way of keeping track of which ones need water? Watering. Alarms, reminders, weekly schedule, an app. Which? Daily plant check-ins. Don't want my babies to die. Now, this is interesting. As I revealed in my Hilton Carter interview, my approach to watering right now is that, as you can tell from the fact that I'm up late at night recording this, is just chuck some water on when I get a moment. But it would be really great to have some kind of system in place to keep track of things. So I'd love to know from you guys, who are no doubt way more organised than me, what do you use? Do you have an app? Do you have a spreadsheet? Do you just rely on sticking your finger in the dirt and finding out which ones need watering that way? I would really love to know what methods you use to keep on track of what's happening with your houseplants and when. Um, so really, this is not a question that I'm answering myself. I'm throwing it out to you as the audience to please help me answer this one. And if we get some good suggestions, I shall pass them on to Sarah. And obviously, if you've got a question for On The Ledge, you can drop me a line. I've had lots of plant ID questions this week and lots of plants with crispy leaves. It must be the time of year. But I'd love to hear from you. On the ledge podcast at gmail.com is the way to go. And I will do my very best to answer your question. I've got a few tricky questions that I'm seeking out some expert help for. So if your question hasn't been answered, don't despair. I will try to get to you as soon as I can. 
Well, that's all for this week's show. I'll be back next Friday for episode 98, getting perilously close to the 100th episode, aren't we? And in the meantime, have a fabulously foliage-filled week. In the meantime, I'm going to go and get some shut-eye. Take care, plant fans. Bye! The music in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by The Joy Drops. An instrument, the boy called Happy Day Gakana by Samuel Corwin, and Overthrown by Josh Woodward. With ad music from the Heftone Banjo Orchestra, featuring the tracks Whistling Rufus and Dill Pickles. All the music in today's show is licensed under Creative Commons. See janeperone.com for details. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.